So welcome to another episode of Merge Extra. Today, our guest is someone who wears many hats. She's in the energy field. She is in Toastmasters. She's actually the president of one of the clubs in Toastmasters. She's a recently published author, and she is the local counsel for an MBA in Oman. Um, our guest today is someone who I'm honored to introduce to everyone. Her name is Shahad Al-Wahabi. So welcome, Shahad. Thank you, Layana. So lovely to see you again. Yes. By the way, she just, it will be clear later on, but uh, we're both in Toastmasters and she is my mentor. So like I actually have, <laughs> I owe her a lot. Yeah, and she taught me a lot in, in even public speaking. Oh, so. I, I think it's it all comes within. When someone has the drive to do things, all you need is to guide them and they'll find their way. See, this is why these are gems that Shahad has just shared. Um, there's a bunch of different topics we can discuss today. One of the ones I want to focus on is your leadership roles. So you are in many different things. As we said, you're in the energy sector. You are um, the local counsel for the MBA here. Uh, you are a published author. You are president of one of the clubs in Toastmasters. A lot of these are leadership positions. So we'll focus today's interview on leadership as a main. What do you? What is leadership to you? Leadership to me is something that is purpose-driven. Okay. So when we are embarking into new roles... Mm-hmm. Actually, I would say it works in reverse. The role doesn't create the leader. The purpose creates the leader, and then the roles and positions come by default. And the aim is not the position or the box. Mm -hmm. It's the purpose of why you do what you do. So, for example, Toastmasters is important to me because I believe that the biggest wealth Oman has, it's it's its people. Mm -hmm. The population in Oman, the makeup of Oman, the thoughts that we have from a younger population and the previous generation as well, because they lived a time that might not repeat itself again. So I believe that through Toastmasters, we create a community that is accessible to the masses, where we open up the doors to anyone who wants to learn about public speaking and leadership. So that's how it started years ago. As a purpose, I want to see education in that format accessible to the entire country. And I started years ago working with the clubs, working with the area, with the district, and with people to ensure that I contribute one way or the other to the growth of this lovely country. So the purpose is what drove me to where I am right now in Toastmasters and to be a president. And I look at each and every role I take this way. Okay. How important is building the skill of public speaking in a person? Before we talk about public speaking, Layana, mm-hmm. I think it's good to take a step back okay. and talk about speaking. Okay. Which is the ability to communicate with the other person mm-hmm. in the right way. You know, because our relationships whether it's with our parents, with our friends, with our peers, are fundamentally built on communication. Mm -hmm. There are many misconceptions that happen because something was said in a wrong way. There are many relationships that flourished and blossomed because of the ability to communicate things in an authentic, Mm -hmm. professional, caring, empathetic way. So for me, each and every person needs to have the desire to improve their speaking skills. So that's the first step. Okay, so even one-to-one speaking skills, not necessarily on a public... Yes, uh, because the okay. anything that we are doing now, mm-hmm. today, whether it's a student, whether it's a professional, whether it's a parent at home, okay. speaking in the way we communicate with each other matters. Mm-hmm. The way something is said can take you all to another level. Mm-hmm. And the way something that shouldn't have been said can also take you down. So the first thing is speaking is actually a skill. We are not speakers because we can structure sentences or because we can speak fluently in Arabic or English. Mm -hmm. We are great speakers when we're able to express the right emotions, when we are able to adjust our tone of voice Mm -hmm. rather than be intimidating, threatening, to be open and welcoming. 
So for me, the first thing as a Toastmaster is how can we ensure that people know that speaking is something that is always work in progress? Okay. Now, public speaking is the other layer to it. There is a huge fear among people to just stand in public and say what they think. Mm -hmm. And I was reading, why are we afraid of it? Because honestly, I have this fear. You would not believe that once upon a time, in my teen years, I was actually too scared to communicate at the cashier level. Really? So when I wanted to buy something, I would hide behind my sister. Because I was too scared, I will say something wrong, I will embarrass myself. For just to quick interruption. Yes. People don't know this, but sh- to me, uh, Shad is one of the best public speakers I've seen here in Oman. And she's actually training me to speak publicly. So if anyone is listening to this and they hear you say where you started, which is you're afraid to speak to someone behind the cashier, just see how far you can come. You know, because because honestly, like to hear you say that is a kind of a shock to me. You know, who sees you speak like every single week on well when i do attend every single week you know <laughs> but 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 that is like to me it's inspiring and for people if they have ever heard you speak or you know have seen clips of you or anything like that they will also see this big distinction yani so if someone can improve their speaking skills if they do put their mind to it yani yes i don't believe that talent overshadows dedication mm-hmm. discipline and commitment okay I believe that actually when you commit yourself to something, Mm -hmm. you put the effort compared to having a talent and not working on it, you can go far. Okay. So consistency, dedication. Yes. And be patient. Okay. So if we go back to public speaking, Mm -hmm. I'm very much interested to it because of that fear I had. I even was too scared to raise my hand at school and just answer a question I know how to answer. Mm -hmm. It always felt... I'm under tremendous pressure. Okay. I'm under the microscope. Mm -hmm. So speaking as an activity is interesting to me. And public speaking, I realized even after years of doing it, I often tell you I get this butterflies in my stomach, the sense of nervousness, the shakiness. And I was reading why is that? And it seems that many are afraid of it because we are afraid of rejection. Okay, especially on a public platform. Yes, humans are by nature afraid of embarrassing themselves and being mm-hmm. rejected. So Makes you sense. always go there with a scenario, what if I say something that I shouldn't say? Mm-hmm. And then people will just not like me or laugh at me and mock me. Okay. And this takes me back to the point where I spoke about why I believe commitment and discipline can take you far. My coach, who also is my speaking coach. Okay told me that shahad growth and learning is not a linear mm-hmm. equation. You just don't go up, 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 up. Mm-hmm. It is actually a circle that is going up. Okay. So you that. keep on doing the same thing. You feel, oh, I made a mistake. Oh, I didn't improve. Mm-hmm. Oh, but you keep on trying to do it. And over time, you will grow. Okay. So you'll see yourself up eventually, despite making mistakes and having setbacks regularly. Yes, because if we confine ourselves to the fear of failing, Mm -hmm. if we lock ourselves with the fear of people will talk, people will always talk. It just happens, especially if you're putting yourself out there, people will talk. And if we lock ourselves with these two fears, Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it's your loss. Because you are not allowing yourself to experience new things and live your authentic self. Mm -hmm. So with speaking and why is it important? It's actually important because you find your voice, your authentic voice. How do you want to carry yourself among people? Mm -hmm. How do you want to carry yourself publicly? So the first important part of public speaking, you know what? I'm going to say it. Most of the people are afraid to do it. You do it, you'll be among the courageous souls who actually do it. Second of all, I believe we all have beautiful messages. Mm -hmm. We all are humans with our own beautiful journeys. And you never know who is sitting in that audience, whether if it's of 10 people or 600 people who is keen to hear about Layana, 
about another person. Mm -hmm. And that journey and that experience will take them to another level. If we pause and reflect among ourselves, the most inspiring people who took us far Mm -hmm. are people who spoke about their own experiences and shared their, had the generosity and the courage to share their experience with the masses. So public speaking is important because we grow as a community. Mm -hmm. At a professional level, absolutely. All domains, I cannot think of a domain where you are not going to speak. Okay. And present yourself. And my advice is, Mm -hmm. the way you speak to one person should be the same style you speak to the masses. I've actually seen you do that. Um, There's a a genuine vibe in the way that you speak, mashallah. Thank you. And I think it comes from the fact that when you speak to an audience, it almost looks like you're speaking to one person. So, So I did notice that. That is actually... It's a conscious decision. Okay. It's a conscious decision because people are smart. People are clever. People know when you're telling something that you don't believe in. Okay. And when you address, when you give yourself the opportunity to practice Mm -hmm. being authentic, being yourself, I don't think people consciously decide not to be themselves. They're just afraid. Okay. So if you are giving yourself the opportunity to say, you know what, in in a one-on-one conversation, I'll just be myself. Naturally, Mm -hmm. in front of a group of people, you'll also be yourself. Okay. And Mm -hmm. the audience tends to receive the messages better because they can sense... Your authenticity. Absolutely, absolutely. So you lead with this kind of authenticity and this empathy. Why would you say empathetic leadership is important? Because you can go two ways. I mean, we've all had leaders who, for example, it's like, I don't know how to say it in a way that that would make sense, but like get the job done in this way. And and then there's another part of leadership, which is like you, which is it comes from more understanding, softer approach, but still is very effective. I noticed your your push more to this angle i believe that in everything we do okay we need to know that people matter okay so you put that as one of the bases of how you lead yes yes in everything we do and uh, you can see that i had the i have the opportunity to work with different organizations Mm -hmm. whether it's an organization that is dedicated towards women growth okay whether it's an educational organization whether it's Toastmasters, which is around public speaking and leadership and serving the community mm-hmm. by providing that access. The key ingredient are people. Okay. And people are different. People have different motives. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I know is I should not assume how people think. Okay. I should not assume or build impression based on first interaction. Mm-hmm. It's important to know as a leader, that I don't have all the answers of how people think. Okay. It's important to be humble and approach people by asking them questions. Okay. So empathy is something that I know might not serve short-term goals. It's very easy to push people mm-hmm. to work towards something which is going to give small time results, but to have a long-standing impact something that will continue for years, you need to ensure that people enjoy working with you. Okay. They love being around you. Mm -hmm. And one of the things around empathy that I learned is that, number one, I should not put myself in an ego mindset where I assume I know how you think or how you feel about something. Okay. Because you're a completely different person. Mm -hmm. So... We need to understand that we need to create an environment where a person can express their thoughts safely without judgment. So the person speaks up and shares their thoughts. Now, what might be of stress to that person might not be of stress to me. True. Because I'm a different person. Life took us two different ways. It's Mm -hmm. a different journey. So one thing I consciously do not exercise is saying, oh, I know how you feel. I know how you think. I know what you're going through. Because I honestly don't. 
I need to say, tell me more about this. Okay. So even if someone goes through a similar experience to you and they're sharing that to you, you make it a point not to be like, I know how this feels. That's interesting. Yes. Okay. It's important to allow the person to speak their own point of That's view safely. Mm-hmm. The second thing is don't turn it into a competition where this is happening to me. Oh, but this also happened to I me. See. And this happened to me. Oh, but this, it's not a competition of mm. who had it Worse. tougher. Tough. It's a person who decided to be vulnerable in front of you, mm-hmm. to open up in front of you. So let them speak. Okay. So these two things are absolutely important to me. And third is have a sense of respect. Mm-hmm. Meaning that I'll give an example. I unfortunately had many minor accidents here and there with my car. Okay. So now if Salamat. anything happens, inshallah, okay. um, any, any, when it, if it happens again, mm. I already know, inshallah, it will never happen Hopefully. again. Hopefully. Inshallah, it will never happen again. <laughs> I know the next steps. Okay, you know how to handle it now. Yes. Okay. But say someone I know had mm-hmm. an accident, minor, I know that the next steps are smooth, the processes are clear, but that person is panicking, allow them to panic. Okay. Allow them to get nervous and then pull them out. Mm-hmm. Because... They experienced it for the first time. Let them have the natural reaction. Okay. You experienced it many, many times. So don't assume they should be calm and composed about it. So, for example, if a mistake happened at work, let's say this is a mistake you've made before and you've handled. Now, خلاص, you know how to handle if it if it comes. Would that same approach be used with your employees? Where, okay, let them have their panic time. Let them. Is this how we would translate this on a work perspective? Interesting question. I think it depends on the cases you see, okay. definitely. Depends on the individual case, makes yes, sense. Yes, yes, depends on the cases we see. Okay. But um, I would always say that creating a safe environment uh-huh. for people to speak up and be themselves is something that all organizations need to play a proactive role in. Because you would rather someone tells you Okay. Then finding out and they hide way. it. And I've actually seen that in a workplace happen once where the employee was so afraid to come up and say the mistake. And that just made everything 10 times worse. So I've actually seen this. So I, I do agree. It is important for the employee to feel comfortable to come up and say, I have made this particular mistake. Yes. OK, what I'm seeing or what I'm understanding from you is that understanding people or understanding that we don't really understand everyone in the way we should because we operate differently than them. But in general, it is like having a good understanding of people lies. Yani leadership lies. That That is a big part of leadership. Yes, especially when you're working towards a social purpose. Okay. Especially when you're all trying to drive the same agenda. Okay. These are people who are volunteering their own time. Mm-hmm their own skills towards something bigger. Like, for example, in the organizations I'm working for, where we're looking at women growth, where Mm. we're looking at, of course, in Toastmasters public speaking, these are people who have their own commitment but decided to come and show up and put their own time towards a bigger cause. It's absolutely not right to follow a dictator sort of an approach because these are people who are volunteering their own experiences. And if they have a day where they need more support, then yes, we need to create an environment to support them. Okay. Woman in leadership. Yes. Okay. You're a woman. Mm -hmm. Multiple leadership positions, mashallah. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that here in Oman, for example, do we still have an issue of not accepting women in leadership? Or maybe not even to specify in Oman, let's say in in the world in general. Or do you see that there has been a shift in accepting women in leadership positions these days? Looking at the world, I think that many parts of the world have females or women coming into the workforce recently. Okay. And uh, this is a change that many countries around the world are going through Mm -hmm. right now. I do see that we are put ahead through certain policies, through celebrating women's successes, etc. in Oman. But let's now drill a little bit deeper. And why do I 
personally like mm-hmm. to commit my own time towards woman growth. Okay. Number one, my coach again told me this, and it's such a lovely example. I always keep it in mind. If you hear our voices, it's different. The woman voice and the male voice, we're completely different creatures oh. altogether. So when we are putting females in a platform, whether it's sports, whether it's education, whether it's work, we need to be consciously aware mm-hmm. that they are different than our peers, the men. Okay. One way or the other. And what help they need to make them flourish in their own specific domains. Mm-hmm. And this is a conversation that is very much relevant around the world. There's a lot of content around how can we ensure we accelerate women to thrive, to live up to their potential in multiple avenues. So I would say that for any woman out there, number one, you need to know you're not alone. Okay. There is a support system out there that looks into how we can ensure that women grow as leaders and as people. Okay. So for women empowerment and things. Absolutely. But don't assume that the support system will happen on its own. That it will be created for you. Seek out and reach out to people who are endorsing this cause, Mm -hmm. who are willing to mentor and coach you. Because I will tell you for a fact, I had the privilege Mm -hmm. where I have been mentored and coached by many people who I assumed could be too busy, could look at my issues as minor, but they have helped me see things differently and open up more to flourish as a leader. Uh, The last point around women and leadership is we need to make sure that when we are jumping into a new avenue to look into what supports we need from that particular organization that cater to our needs. Okay. And the best way to do that is don't stay quiet. Don't assume people know what is going in your mind. Speak up and voice what you need Mm -hmm. as a female to get through or to grow as a person in any organization. Okay. Okay. So now still on the topic of leadership. I, I, based on something you mentioned earlier in this interview, I know where your answer is going to go. Do you think people are natural born leaders or is it something, is it a skill that can be built? Because we have a lot of leadership programs, you know, these kind of training programs. Are they useful for people who, for example, on paper are not natural born leaders? I, I, I think you know my answer and thank you for picking that up. You're a great listener. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't believe that a person is born a certain way, then that's it. Okay. Life is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Life gives you opportunities. In my view, if I was the person who was not able to raise her hand in class, mm-hmm. if I was the person who couldn't even, you know, exchange, buy something for herself because she was too scared, okay. and I became a public speaker, mm-hmm. the same goes for leadership. Leadership is something that you can seek, mm-hmm. you can grow. But here's the thing. It's not going to be a road filled with roses. Okay. Growth is not a comfortable experience. I agree. Be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Okay. There is no lotus if there is no mud. There is no light if there is no dark. True. So when it comes to leadership in particular, I'll break it down. Number Mm -hmm. one is seek out opportunities that put you out there. So get out of your comfort zone. Yes, get okay. out of your comfort zone. Understand that getting out of the comfort zone is not comfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, you will have your down days. You will have, again, people talking all the time. You will have doubts, self-doubts. But when you go towards the uncomfortable area, mm-hmm. ensure that you also have the support system you need. Okay. And this is something I really advocate. When I say support system, I'm not saying that you're upset, you leave a specific venue or a specific event and you speak to the nearest person because you're being emotional. Yeah. No, you pause, 
you have a group of people who you trust. Uh-huh. And what do I mean by trust? People who tell you to your face if you did something that is wrong. Okay. Or people who will tell you in your face as well if you did something great. So these are people who authentically care for you. Okay, those who can give you both constructive criticism as well as encouragement, words of encouragement. Yes, yeah. because you don't want to also sabotage. Of course, like your if it's confidence. Oh, criticism yeah. the whole time. <laughs> yeah, you don't exactly. want to do that. Okay, but truthful, honest people, people who can be open with you. Yes, so when you embark into change, mm-hmm. ensure that you have these people in your life. Okay. Be open to them. Tell them I'm seeking your advice in one, two, three. Mm-hmm. But also there's one important part that I'm also learning. The chatterbox between your ears. Oh, there we go. Mm-hmm. The thoughts in your mind. Mm-hmm. Who is the person in your head? Is it some thoughts that are too critical? Uh-huh. Or is it too much ego? How do you talk to yourself? We talk a lot how you talk to another person. True. How do you talk to an audience? Mm-hmm. But we also need to understand how do we talk to ourselves. So one of the things that I learned, and um, you often ask me about time, how do you manage time, how do you get A, B, C, D, mm-hmm. is I don't see time as simple laws of physics. Okay. So seconds turn into minutes, minutes turn into hours, hours into days. I learned mm-hmm. that time is an emotion. Interesting. Meaning mm-hmm. that when... I read a lovely book, and the book says that humans, when they're at an emotional level of shame, guilt, and fear, Mm -hmm. and many other emotions, their energy level is low. True. So, for example, when you're scared, what happens to your body? I'm asking you. For me? Yes. I personally begin to freeze. Like, I I don't, uh, even, for example, when it comes to speaking or it comes to making a movement or something... I freeze entirely. So I don't know if that's the natural So you can have all the time you want, Uh but you're still scared. So you you freeze up. I'm frozen. Yep. So then you need to move yourself emotionally to another level. And what the book says, courage is Mm -hmm. actually the turning point. Okay. So when you become brave, you exercise forgiveness, you exercise acceptance and so on, so on, so on. Mm -hmm. And what happens to your body? it becomes more productive. Okay. You end up feeling less tension. Mm-hmm. So, for example, we often see people with, you know, back problems, tummy problems, uh, I cannot wake up, I cannot sleep, mm-hmm. etc. All of these are actually built up emotions. I remember once she asked me, uh, your ideal life partner. Okay. And then I was like, I want someone who is not, uh, he doesn't get angered easily. I want someone who is not stingy. And she was like, the way you're talking, you will get that. So I was like, what do you mean? She's like, switch the way you speak to yourself. Make it positive. So instead of saying, I want someone who's not stingy, you say, I want someone who's giving. Got you. You know, instead of saying, for example, I want someone who's not angered easily. I want someone who's patient. Words are very powerful. Very powerful. And you using the more positive language than the negative one impacts even how you react to things. Yes. I mean, if we look at our entire lives, it has been orchestrated by words. True. Very true. The education we received is words. The motivation you get from your mother, you were speaking about your mother out there, Mm -hmm. is through words and encouragement. Yes. So if words can shape up our lives entirely, Mm -hmm. then imagine if you take it a step ahead and you actually know how you learn how to speak to yourself. And I would like to take this opportunity to speak about vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, when you tell someone you need to work on your speaking skills, you need to work on your leadership skills, you need to work on your, how you talk to yourself. Mm-hmm. Often it's assumed, hey, but I do it. Yeah. I'm born with this. That's why I'm very focused that, no, you need to create things, not just live with what you're born with. So. Yes, they are fundamental. Yes, they are things that we do in our daily lives. Mm-hmm. But that actually makes them more important to revise, to look into, to ensure that these daily mm-hmm. habits, daily activities are indeed serving our purpose. Or what we want to achieve in our lives. Interesting. Very true. Okay. I'll, I'll switch gear to a certain extent again. This is something you mentioned before. Rela- in relation to public speaking. So you said fear of failure 
can stop you from doing something like public speaking. And once you move past that, you can, you know, advance in the field of public speaking. I feel there's a link here between this and leadership. So you have I to me it sounds like you have to get past the fear of failure for you to be able to come up to a leadership position because definitely you're going to fail on your way to the top and you might even fail while you're in a leadership. So I've seen for example bosses make mistakes. But then I've seen some good ones who are able to move past those mistakes and admit like hi we're human as well. But How how does the fear of failure relate to leadership in your eyes? I think that we live in times that are changing by okay. the day, by the moment. And we need to know that we are no longer in a time where if you have a specific degree mm-hmm. and then you enter into the workforce, it will remain relevant for the next 30, 40 years. Okay. Everything is changing. The way we deal with money is changing. The way we deal with customers is changing. The There are industries that no longer exist. There mm-hmm. are new industries that are coming up. So if you do not, if you deny yourself from experiencing these changes, which due to the fact that you don't have the experience or understanding of it, you might make mistakes here and there. Okay. Then you're denying yourself a valuable opportunity to venture into the future because the future is very near now. It's okay. closer than ever. Things are changing by the minute. The second thing is around failure. Ensure it's calculated. What does that mean? It means that if you're going to handle something completely new. Okay. And I like to expand the area of leadership beyond a work setup because I believe that in communities, mm-hmm. It's important to also talk about leadership, leadership within parents, leadership within, you know, the household. Because I had the privilege, alhamdulillah, to have alhamdulillah. amazing parents who speak about leadership at home. Okay. So if I need to expand that a little bit, when you're making a decision that mm-hmm. is going to impact the family, that is going to impact, you know, work, that is going to impact community service, calculate, calculate the risks. Okay. So what is my worst case scenario? Okay. What is the implication of worst case scenario? Mm-hmm. Is it something that we can handle or no? Okay. Have at the back of your mind the worst case scenario, but aim for the best case scenario. Okay. So always aim to calculate what is the impact of failing mm-hmm. and make sure you fall fail smoothly and okay. you're able to pick yourself up and move on. Okay, so as a leader, let's say, for example, you you did take a risk at work, for example. And the worst case scenario is what ended up happening. How would you handle that on a personal level as well as with your employees, for example? Own it. Own it. Okay. Own it. Uh-huh. Own, own it. Make it clear. So you would admit to your employees that I have made this mistake or uh, we have taken this risk and it did not pay off. You will say this upfront in front of everyone. In anything I do. Okay. Because to me, voice is important. Authenticity is important mm-hmm. in everything I do since I always have seen myself as a writer. Okay. So to me, when you are someone who is commanding words in a certain way or value words in a certain way do not compromise at all and you know what people are smart mm-hmm. they would know anyway that there was a failure that just took exactly place. Okay. if people would know so you own it mm-hmm. you say it you march ahead you capture the learnings okay you make sure it doesn't happen again go through you know the cynical approach go through whatever it is that is coming at you mm-hmm. is better than You know, pretending that everything is okay. Or deflecting blame from yourself. Exactly. Because okay. then people would eventually know that it is lying. Mm-hmm. But even beyond people, you would know. Okay. Oh, that's that's a big point for you to know about yourself. That yes, you are you not would being know. truthful or honest. You're living with yourself all the time. Sorry. Alhamdulillah. And you don't want to live with the fact that you are not be honoring who you are. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing we leave in our lives is the character. 
the person who we are. That will always be remembered. Mm-hmm. And never ever compromise on who you are for the sake of worrying if you own up to a mistake, what is the consequence? Okay, that's interesting. Now we're going to switch topics a bit. And you just mentioned this. You mentioned that you're a writer. Yes. So you recently published the children's book. Correct. Okay. Can you tell us about this book? The book is called Layla Has Stripes. Okay. The book is a children's book. Mm -hmm. And it is, again, a, a good example of how not being afraid of failure helps. Okay. So um, if I look at the inner monologue in my mind while I was working on the book, it was, oh, but it's a children's book. Who would care? Uh, people will think, why is she able to write children's books? But she's not writing, you know, complicated books that are based on her domain, her field. Why isn't she, isn't she talking about economy? Why isn't she talking about X, Y, Z? Because my profession background is in the business field. Mm-hmm. And of course, the inner chatterbox started. Okay, that negative talk. Yes, that negative talk was this, the beginning of it. So okay. I'll be honest enough to admit that, yes, I speak about positivity a lot because I know how is it to think negatively. Okay. So the first thing is, no, don't do it, mm-hmm. shelve it. What are you doing? Laughing at myself. And then I had a chat with you know, my friends, my coach again. And uh, she said, Shad, if you have a beautiful message, And the aim is noble. The purpose is noble. Why are you doing it? So I said, I'm doing it because I honestly believe Mm -hmm. that I would love to contribute to modern children literature. Okay. In Oman and in the Arab world. Mm -hmm. Because I do feel as a child when I grew up, I wanted to have these ideologies or these characters that I can relate to. Mm -hmm. That look like me. That think like me. That go through what I'm going through. Okay. And that's the purpose. That's the drive. Okay. And I want to talk about girls. Why? Because growing up, most of the characters that are heroic, strong, save the day, mm-hmm. were men. Uh-huh. And I don't think saving the day means you have muscles and laser vision. It can be if you are empathetic, if you're kind, you also save the day. True. If you're forgiving. So the thought was, okay, you know what? Let go of the negativity. Let go of the undermining tone of voice in your head. Mm-hmm. Champion yourself. Focus on the purpose, which I shared. Okay. So actually, this is the first one. Based on what I'm telling you now, you would conclude that there are many girls that are yet to come as well. So inshallah, more and more stories will be coming out. Inshallah. Layla is the start. Mm-hmm. Layla is a girl born with stripes. Okay. On her skin. Interesting. And the stripes signify if you're different in a way that is seen. Mm-hmm. So whether you look different, whether you have different abilities, whether you're a child with special needs, whether your personality is simply different. Okay. Any type of difference. The stripes symbolize being different. Mm-hmm. And she interacts with different people and ends up being somehow bullied. Okay. Because she's obviously different. It's very easy to know, talk about people who are different yeah. and put them down. But she learns through the love of her mother that it's okay to be different. Mm-hmm. She accepts herself and she ends up knowing that it's a superpower. So the aim of Layla Has Stripes is to ensure that children who feel bullied okay. know how to love themselves and accept themselves more and more. And for also those who are casual with words, they throw comments here and there without thinking ahead Mm -hmm. of the impact, they can realize and see, no words have so much power, and I should be careful how to deal with people. So it's a children's book. And as you said, I would understand the negative chatter that you may have had in the beginning. But just your explanation shows how much of an impact a book like this can have, especially to me when you're talking what I hear is this is such a good message for young, impressionable kids. You know, so congratulations. Thank you. On releasing this book and Thank publishing you. it. I've actually heard someone in a leadership position recently say that I don't have time to baby anyone. We have a job and this job needs to get done. What would you say to that? Because there, his point of view was that this is 
we work in a field where everything has to be done on time. So I cannot run after people and be like, oh, how are you feeling? How are you? You know, this is the job. Do it. You don't want to do it. I'll replace you with someone else who can. Interesting. I what would... do you think of this approach? Or what would you say to this approach being someone who clearly operates in a different way when it comes to leadership? I would uh, take a step back. Mm-hmm. And first of all, there are tasks that demand time. Okay. There are tasks that are critical that you cannot compromise on. Okay. But the way it's communicated okay. is important. Okay. So let's take this sentence. Mm-hmm. I don't have time to baby people or whatever it is. It would be better to say, have a meeting with that person. Dear XYZ, I believe that we work in this field. Our field demands one, two, three. Mm-hmm. The last example done put us at risk. And I would like to avoid this in future. So I'm letting you know that the follow-up you've done and we had to do in the past, we cannot entertain. Okay. And please ensure that this is executed in XYZ manner. Okay. Without, without using, so you're saying the same thing, but, but without using a language that is... Harsh, de- maybe, or degrading. Degrading. It is okay. degrading. I okay. would say that's, that's, not, so, so that's not right. Yeah, it, it and is. At, now let's take it, why is it important for the leader mm-hmm. to say it in this way? You, we shouldn't look at short-term successes. Okay. We should look at long-term successes. In any field, and no matter what, should always be, we should always be looking for long-term vision. Yes, there are short-term, medium-term tasks that are important, goals okay. that are important, mm-hmm. needs to be delivered. Mm-hmm. But if you use the short-term techniques to achieve long-term, people are just going to leave. That's true. Or they will not be able to perform because okay. they feel... They're being doubted. Mm-hmm. They're being spoken in a way which is not going to make them flourish. And mm-hmm. they will end up closing up. So okay. that's my honest view. So I'm not saying shy away from the truth. Okay, but, but just rephrase the truth in a way that may be better for someone to hear. It, or that may be more encouraging rather than degrading. Yes, be direct. Okay. Be honest. Uh-huh. Create a setup. You know, Don't say it in public. Have it in a room. Tell the person up front mm-hmm. and orchestrate the sentences in that way and give the person the opportunity to tell you how okay. can they make things better. Okay. Let it come from them. Okay. That's that's interesting. So there's all, to me, what it sounds like you're saying is there's always a way to be more empathetic in leadership. Yes. If you pause. Regardless of what position you're in, regardless of what field you're in, there is a way to be more empathetic in leadership. Absolutely. And I think teachers are... One of the best examples. How so? If you and I look at the past and see which were our favorite subjects, which Mm -hmm. subjects we did best in, which subjects we ran to school to, Mm -hmm. you'll always see the teacher, not the subject. Oh, that's that's quite accurate. That's true. (laughs) I thought of two teachers when you said that. (laughs) Yes. And most likely these two teachers change your life to the better. They do. And I think teaching a young mind is difficult. You know, you're talking about children at the tender age of six, seven, eight. Teen years are difficult on everyone. Mm-hmm. And it, at these difficult times, if teachers who exercise empathy make the best impact, make students who are better academic achievers and students who go into the future thriving to do the best in their jobs mm-hmm. and whatever they do, that's success. That but is. you will never look at a teacher who used to scold you, who used to embarrass you, most likely you would, you know, drop the subject, unfortunately, or, true. you know, report sick in that day. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. I agree. Okay. Switching gear again. So you're the local counsel for the MBA here in Oman. Yes. So you're in the field of marketing and sales. You come across as a very genuine person. Mashallah. Thank you. A lot of people might think, even I to a certain extent, before I, I studied marketing, and even actually when I, throughout my studies in marketing, it can be viewed as a field that can be manipulative to a certain extent or ingenuine. I don't, I find it difficult to believe that you, as, as Shahid, is operating in this field in an ingenuine manner. But what would you say to someone who would say that? There's no authenticity in sales and marketing or it's always a ploy to get someone hooked or, you know, they manipulate people. How, how do you view marketing and sales? 
That's why I went into teaching because okay. I want to make sure this is talked about more uh -huh. and more. Because when you teach, you're talking to professionals. Customers are smart. People True. are smart. Mm -hmm. People now actually are have the ability to be smarter faster than before because we have access to information. Simply. Okay. In the past, if you want to learn about something, you need to find a book mm -hmm. if it's available. Now you just Google it. You just, you know, have an article. You hear a podcast. What probably took hundreds of pages to learn, you can hear on the audio sure. for a few minutes mm -hmm. or an hour or so. So people are smart. Getting smarter and smarter, bless them. Okay. We live in a time where knowledge is so accessible. Mm -hmm. And you would know that people already have an eye on you, they're following you, mm -hmm. and whatever you say to the public will get assessed by them. They will talk about it, okay. they will see if it's right, they will promote it. Mm -hmm. You know, social media is very much happening. Mm -hmm. And if they see that it's not appropriate, they will also talk about it. Okay. So being genuine, mm -hmm as organizations is something that people can see right through us okay and communication is no longer one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. or basically one way it's a two-way communication so. like in social media for example you put out an advertisement they have the ability to comment back is this what you mean yes okay absolutely and um, they talk to each other more and more mm -hmm. uh, people can send voice note messages talking about an experience talking about etc so people do hear from each other okay we are well connected now as you know shahad and layana if we were mm -hmm. talking 20 years ago i would need to if i had internet drop mm -hmm. you an email and if you check your mail you would respond now it's just about absolutely instantaneous mm -hmm. so it's important to make sure that people choose you based okay. on liking the brand you represent okay and and As you said, if you are not genuine, people will see through it. Yes. Never, ever, ever in any situation underestimate people. Okay. Never, ever think on their behalf. Interesting. So it's not as ingenuine as many people might think. No. Okay. To close this off, you we have now talked about a number of different things. We've talked about your different leadership positions, public speaking, your book, uh, marketing and sales. Clearly, you wear many different hats. I personally know you on a personal level, and I wonder, mashallah, how you handle, um, how you manage your time. Because I struggle, for example, to show up to certain things or, you know, to make sure I'm meeting all of my different tasks because I feel overwhelmed, for example, with two tasks. Okay, the third one, I fall short on the third one. You know, I've seen you juggle multiple tasks without falling short on Or at least seemingly to, to me, it looks like you haven't fallen short, mashallah, on any of them. How do you do that? How do you manage between there? And they're widely different. You know, it's not like you're doing everything in the same field. One is in this field. One is in that field. One is in this area. One is. So how do you do it? And how would you advise people to do it? I love what I do. Each, each and every single yes. one of the activities you're involved in. Yes. Okay. I love them, even if they come with difficult circumstances okay because i chose to be there mm -hmm. i picked them myself and i fought to be where i am today okay through many years so let's take it let's break it down first of all make sure whatever you do you love okay. because if you love it you, whatever comes the dark days the sunny days you you'll will, take them as well or yeah. you'll get through them yes absolutely okay The second thing is we talked about emotions extensively, so mm -hmm. I will not touch upon that. But again, with time, we need to plan ourselves in a way that I'm not getting everything in the same year. So writing has always been something I've wanted to do, but I had to wait. Okay. I had to pause and see mm -hmm. when is the right time for me to accommodate it. Okay. I was doing my master's degree while working, so... You know, it's either master's and work or writing or Toastmasters. So I had so to... So you prioritize different yes. things on different times. I feel our time and age mm -hmm. glorifies speed. 
Yeah, definitely. Yep. And our, yes, glorifies. I'm getting everything now. And I'm a busy wor- working person. I I don't have time for this. Like that. We, we kind of glorify it. True. Yes. The something. hustle culture. And it, I know it. De- I know it shouldn't be. My view, it shouldn't be. Okay. I actually say strong, steady. Okay. Dependable. Mm-hmm. Rather than doing everything in a short span of a time and then everything falling apart. Okay. So. For me, it's about realizing Mm -hmm. that what is important for me to conclude now, what can I park for later? And uh, whatever you see now, whether it's, you know, me as an author, me as an employee, me as a Toastmaster, me as, you know, working with the women groups at a global level, and inshallah, more to come. Inshallah, ya Rab. All of these things did not happen all in one go. Okay. It took a decade and more of different opportunities mm-hmm. that I have timed very, very well. Okay. And you're not working always at each and every single one simultaneously. So sometimes you'll prioritize, for example, as you said, master's in work. Another year you might prioritize, for example, writing and work. So it, you also balance them in different ways? Yes, balance okay. them in different ways. And also know that because, as you said, the fields are completely different. Okay. Like, I know if anyone reads what I've been up to, they'll think, what what is happening? (laughs) Cocktail. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very sure about it. Okay. But what I also aim to do is I give myself this ability to fail safely. Okay. So, for example, publishing Layla took a lot of time. It took years. The first, Did it? yes, it took years. Okay. Because I had to learn things I never knew before. Mm-hmm. I had to learn to deal with uh, publishers. I had to learn to deal with illustrations. I had to learn how to change the tone of voice I write with from, you know, serious adult to young, engaging. Okay. I had to learn how to design a page. Okay. I had to learn that okay, with children book, it's not the content. It's you need to balance content with. The number of pages because children, you know, prefer shorter versions of the stories. Uh So it took a lot of time. Leila has tribes took a lot of time. But because I put myself in a position to learn these new skills and I can see what I could have done differently. I know the next books are going to happen faster and faster. Okay, so much smoother process. Yeah, it will be. Yes. So if you want to do different things in life because you just want to do them, Mm -hmm. then Tie them, tie them in a certain way. And remember, the first time might be the slowest, okay. most difficult. But the next attempts will be 100% better. Okay. Yes, yes. Okay. Thank you for joining us. I think you gave us a lot of, I mean, interesting insights in, on many different topics, which I really appreciate and I'm sure the audience would appreciate. So thank you so much for taking the time to be here. Thank you so very much, Leana, for having me here. And uh, these topics are close to my heart. As I said, the biggest treasure Oman has is its people. Mm-hmm. Anyone who would like to reach out, I'm available all the time. I make sure I'm accessible. Okay, so we will put Shahed's uh, Instagram handle when we post the videos. For anyone who wishes to contact her, she's obviously open to speak about many different topics to help in many different areas. So don't hesitate to contact her. Absolutely. Thank okay. you. Anytime. Thank you.